You are listening to the Sensible Project Manager Podcast, Episode 8. Today, the topic is, what does project management mean to me? Welcome to the Sensible Project Manager Podcast at SensiblePM.com, where you get an insider's edge on practical project management. Now, here is your host, Mark Phillip. Hi, welcome to the Sensible Project Manager Podcast. This is Mark Phillippe, and I am the Sensible Project Manager. I appreciate you joining me today in the in this podcast. I'm actually uh, recording this intro uh, a week after the recording of a PM Hangout, which we hold every week. This was a particularly interesting Hangout, and I thought it would be interesting to share that with you. Recently, myself and 75 other project manager bloggers participated in an activity called PM Flash Blog, which I am sure many of you have heard about by now. The PM Flash Blog was a concept that Shim Maram came up with. Uh, He's a uh, blogger from Down Under in Australia, and he came up with the concept that what happens if we get much like a flash mob, what happens if we give a number of project manager bloggers together right on the same topic and and release that at exactly the same time? So on September 25th at 0100 GMT, Greenwich Mean Time, all of us released our blog having to do with uh, what does project management mean to me? And that topic was uh, was the topic which was released as our blog. And I thought it would be interesting to get uh, several of us that participated in the Flash blog and talk about that on the PM Hangout. Again, the PM Hangout is something that occurs every Friday, and it's part of the Sensible Project Manager Hangout community. So myself and two others participated in a discussion about our posts, and what project management means to me. So I was joined by Francis Hook out of the UK and Robert Kelly. So I don't have a great big long introduction. I just wanted to share how this came about. And so I'm going to let you listen in to the PM Hangout that occurred on the 27th of September. So here it is. And now, today's feature. Hi, welcome to the Sensible Project Manager Hangout. This is Hangout number 14, and uh, it's going to be a great Hangout. Uh, Today's topic, we're talking about what does project management mean to me? Let's do some introductions here, and uh, we'll start with you, Francis, first. All right. Hello, guys. Um, Thanks, Mark. Um, My name's Francis Hook. Um, I'm just north of London uh, in the United Kingdom. Um, I run a small project management consultancy company. Um, And when I get a spare few minutes, I like to try and write a a blog. Uh, I like to try and do it in a bit of an entertaining style and and try and make people laugh with that. Uh, To try and liven up project management, which, which to be fair, could be quite a dry subject at the, the best of times. Um, so I think that's probably the, the, the key points for me, Mark. Great. And then what we'll do is we're going to come back and we'll talk about each each person's um, particular post. 
How about you, Robert? Uh, Robert's actually doing dual duty with uh, the PM chat. Hey, everybody. Um, Nice to see many of you again. I was on a a few weeks ago. Uh, I'm Robert Kelly. I am the co-host of PM Chat. I also own my own uh, consulting firm here in the Raleigh area. Uh, focused, you know, there's a lot of lot of specialties out there. We're focused on project delivery and execution. Uh, great to be here with you today and, and share some thoughts. Thanks. Great. All right. So just and I am Mark Philippi. I have uh, I am what I call myself the sensible project manager. Sometimes people laugh at me because they don't know if I'm sensible or not, but that's okay. Uh, I I love blogging about uh, project management. I have a a, a project. Uh, I have a podcast called the Sensible Project Manager Podcast, and uh, there's a great community that uh, we've started, have the Sensible Project Manager Hangout community. This is part of that community. And uh, if, if you're new to this Hangout, we start, uh, we have this Hangout every Friday, a different topic every week for the community and um, anybody else that wants to join. So with that... Um, Let's get started. What we're going to do is we're going to talk through each of our our posts. And as I said, we might have some other people that are going to join us. And so I'm looking forward to this. So let's start with you, Francis. Um, I enjoyed reading your, your uh, post. So uh, why don't you take us through a little bit about what your post was about, the, the concepts behind it, and then let's talk about that. And then, Robert, as you are looking at the PM chat, um, bring any of that conversation into, the, into it as well. Sure. Thanks, Mark. Um, well, the angle that I went for with the, the project manager's sermon uh, was literally that a, a religious sermon was a style that I, I took for that. And more specifically, uh, a kind of evangelical, uh, kind of biblical style uh, I kind of copied and ripped off a bit uh, to try and get my messages about project management across in a, a bit of an entertaining style. Um, so the, the, the key points that I talked about really was the, the idea of, of project management as a methodology and really the, the methodology was, was kind of akin to God and generally doing things the right way. Um, so many of the principles or many of the points that were made in a religious sermon I kind of mapped across to the project world. Um, so for example I talked about the, the methodology describing the project life cycle and how it's really important to follow the methodology if you want to get a good project management result. Um, I went through that, I worked through, uh, told a number of stories during it. Uh, one example was um, about developing some software, uh, how some software was rushed um, and then ultimately the software had lots of bugs and then those, those bugs had to be fixed. And then when the bugs were fixed and the, the developers looked at the software afterwards, uh, they then found that they had uh, really uh, regained their customer focus, which was one of the really kind of important principles of, of project management, ensuring that you're delivering uh, good quality software uh, that has got a, you know, a really good kind of customer focus. Um, so I worked through a number of examples like that, um, again, in a bit of a funny style, um, drawing in you know, odd sort of biblical references and so forth in, in, in various places. Um, but really, I think probably the, the number one message I was trying to get across was it's really important in project management to follow good methodologies to get a good project management result. Okay, so I have a couple questions. I, I, first of all, I loved the post. It, was, uh, it uh, reminded me of Project Management Church. And, uh, <laughs> Excellent. Uh, it's a little different from the church I go to, but I, I could just vision vision you getting around the computer and 
putting their hands on the computer, and uh, that was it got to the club. Uh, but but just uh, you talked a lot about in that post about um, about the methodology, and so tell me a little bit about the methodologies that you use and why those are so important to you. Um, well, my background is financial services. Um, I spent a decade working in, in financial services before moving into the, the consultancy business. Um, and for me, I saw uh, both sides of the coin. I saw times when project management methodologies were followed and we had really good results. And then also I saw times when project management methodologies and project discipline wasn't followed and there were some really poor results. Um, one example was uh, I remember a particular software project. Uh, it was the first time we'd used a, an offshore development center. It was some, some developers that were based in India. And we used an agile methodology. And the software was iterated very quickly uh, with lots of input from uh, a subject matter expert who, who represented the users. Um, and what happened was in the morning, India time, the developers would come into the office uh, they would prepare the code, they'd set up the test environment, and they'd have that, or any, any, any sort of test environment problems, they'd iron out during their morning, and then when the UK came in, sort of four and a half hours later, we would then see the software, be able to test it out, uh, have a, a, a stand-up via a video conference with the, the developers in India, give them some feedback, and then we'd continue to test during the rest of the UK day, and then after that, we'd send them some more formal feedback over email, and then sort of send it back that way. And then we iterated through that process day on day on day, and we made so much progress, it wasn't funny. I mean, it was just that fast, kind of agile, responding, really good dialogue between the users, uh, between the developers. So that was an example of, of where, where a methodology, in that, in that instance, the, the kind of agile-style methodology was followed, and we got a great result. Um, in contrast, um, one of the last projects I worked on um, in, in my financial services time was a, a project that was designed to uh, close control gaps. So there were some problems with the bank's processes, and we had to close those in order to avoid some penalties from the regulator here in the UK. Now, it was a, for me, it was a really interesting project because there were uh, definite success criteria. We had to um, close these gaps. We had an independent audit team that were going to check that we were closing the gaps. Uh, so for that reason, it felt like we had to do the project properly. Unfortunately, there was a lot of senior management pressure to simply get things done, to make progress as quickly as possible, to not really worry about dotting the I's and crossing the T's. And so for that reason, we found ourselves in a situation where the basics of the project hadn't been taken care of. Uh, early on in the project, we hadn't really figured out exactly what we needed to do. And as the project progressed, as we tried to develop stuff, the developers looked at the requirements and said, Frankly, I don't understand what you're asking me to do here. So we ended up having to go back to the drawing board, and we wasted time right at a stage where we could ill afford to waste that time. So for that reason, that's an example I'd put on the table and say, methodology should have been followed in that instance, and it wasn't, and time was wasted when we could at least afford to waste that time. So those are the kind of themes I, I try and pull out from the, the, the methodology comments and, and why, I, why, why it features quite heavily in, in a lot of what I write. Great. So just to make sure we're clear, there's certainly a difference between um, the methodologies 
um, that we use and the frameworks such as Prince2, PMI um, methodologies as well, or frameworks, uh, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the one of the key things, there are differences between the methodologies, and I'm 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 not studied them all, right? I'm I'm not going to claim try and claim that I have, but of the ones I've seen, there are of course areas of common ground, and then of course there are areas of difference. Um, but one thing that I think is fairly consistent across the board is that each of the methodologies say you should customize it to whichever. Uh, project or, or industry or whatever it is you, you happen to be working on. I mean, even within companies, you know, a lot of the time they'll have their own bespoke methodologies that will be somehow derived from PMI or derived from Prince2 or, you know, feature a bit of Agile, whatever. And, you know, oftentimes they believe that they know exactly what they're doing and they've come up with a brilliant sort of methodology. But um, I think, you know, it, it varies. And I think the key is to, to kind of customize it. And I think that's where the real intelligence, that's where the real value add comes in for, for guys like us that are in the kind of consultancy business is, is actually understanding the theory, but then being able to translate it into the language of the particular organization you're working in and understanding the particular nuances of that organization so that you can make good quality recommendations to them. Okay, great. Hey, uh, Robert, um, let Please let uh, the PM chat know that if they have questions for any of us, um, ask ask any questions. We'll see if we can address them. So, will do. And okay, and then if there's anything that you think that <clears throat> that we need to bring up here as part of the discussion, um, just go ahead and hop into the conversation. Yeah. So I am uh, just just to kind of give you a uh, a little insight. I asked a question out to to the folks over on PM chat. <clears throat> And some of the folks, you know, so I said, hey, what does is, what is, uh, project management mean to you? And um, so we've had things like, uh, you know, getting it done, right? Some folks have said that they it's about doing the right thing. Um, let's see, Michael Greer, he shared one out there. Uh, Michael Greer, from words of his student, PM is a technology of manifestation. Almost everything new is created via a project. Um, so some really good discussion going on already. Um, this is uh, I got a good one here. I'm going to see if I can get this right. I don't I don't think I'm going to be able to say it. But uh, Katie Morgan, Katie said for me, PM is turning in turning. Okay, now this is all one word, no spaces, one word. <laughs> we need to do that, but OMG, too much involved. <laughs> don't know what to do. Ah, into wow. I'm glad that's done. That was basically all one word, so I think I got it. You did an excellent job on that. I, I, I see which one you're talking about, and that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let them know to, to watch over here, and if anyone's watching, they know that they can go over to Twitter and follow the uh, hashtag PM chat, uh, and we'll try and intertwine and, and integrate the conversation here. Great. So, Francis, let's, let's get back to you. Um, I, I, one of the things that, that struck me in your, your post as well, you talked a little bit about, kind of at the beginning of the, of the post, about the, the team knowing, or actually it was kind of strung throughout the post, um, the team sometimes knows best. And so the, the idea or the concept that um, project managers really need to listen to their team 
and and um, trust that they can help guide as well. So it's not it's not the project manager as the leader of the team saying uh, you have to do it my way. It was more of you know project managers make sure you listen to that. So comments about that? Mm. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Um, I guess if you imagine the spectrum of, of um, management or leadership approaches, at one end of the spectrum you can have some very autocratic leaders uh, who won't listen, who will just say, this is the way it has to be done. And in some instances, leaders like that can, can be useful to the organization. You know, if the organization is in a crisis and, and that leader knows uh, what the answer is, the way forwards, having a, a more autocratic style of leadership uh, can be a, a really useful thing in, in, in those kind of circumstances. It can provide uh, a lot of uh, reassurance to, to other members of the organization. Um, at the other end of the spectrum, you can have some very uh, democratic leaders who will take lots of points of view into account. Um, sometimes when new kind of uncharted territory is required, having that kind of consensus of opinion is, is a useful thing. Um, if you need innovation from different parts of your organization, it can come from all kinds of different people. So uh, providing mechanisms to allow people to share those ideas um, is really important to making that, that side of things work. Uh, for me personally, um, thinking back to my own experience and my natural kind of leadership style, I tend to uh, more on the side of the uh, democratic. I like to try and involve people in what we're doing, uh, get people to buy into uh, whatever we're, we're, we're trying to deliver. Um, and I think part of that comes from, from sharing your vision. So on my sort of previous blogs, I've talked about uh, project managers needing to have a, a mental model that describes uh, or that they can describe to other people how the project is going to work, how you're going to overcome the various uh, risks and issues that you might face to ultimately deliver the end product, and being able to describe the end product in a, in a good level of detail. Um, so I think really that's, that's kind of how I'd, I'd answer that, is, 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 is it's key for project managers to have that vision, it's key for members of the team to be able to interact with it, um, and really sort of, my personal belief is that by going through that process, the vision ends up better than it would be under a more autocratic leadership style. Great, I I, uh, I completely agree. I uh, well, we'll get to my post, <clears throat> but one of one of the things that I'm I'm a firm believer in is that is the team teamwork is really important on a project, and um, if if you can get the team to work together and um, get behind that vision that isn't that's part of the project then um great things will happen so mm. uh, great so is there uh we're going to get to robert's post in here in just a few minutes uh, we might have to queue up for his we might have to queue up some some uh, music because he had some music in oh, his yeah. post. <laughs> we'll get to that, but um, just just to kind of, I uh, want to make sure we cover uh, other thoughts that you might have had, um, Francis, in your post. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I touched on quite a quite a few things in, in the post. I mean, it's quite um, uh, quite kind of broad in, in terms of the different topics that I talked about. Um, so, who, I think so who, a good example is. Yeah, who's, who has some, it uh, like, sounds like construction happening outside of your, somebody's room. I don't think that's at my end. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay um, go, go ahead, Francis. Sure. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I mean, perhaps I could come back to, to some of the other words I used in it. I talked about things like the, the, the 
processes and the, the principles behind project management. And actually, just tying in, I saw uh, Susan Madsen wrote about uh, a focus on, on customer, uh, customer quality um, in, in a post on the, the, the PM chat a second ago. Um, I think there are some overarching principles that, that apply in much the same way as, as you know, there, there are religious principles that apply, things like sort of treating other people as you would like to be treated yourself. Um, you know, we have a, a, a continual focus on uh, customer, or we should have a continual focus on, on what the customer or the user user wants. Um, another example that I'm I'm always amazed um, how often this comes out is, is a lack of focus on the actual business case. Uh, you know, ultimately a project is there to uh, provide a return on investment. Um, you should never have a situation where um, you're saying to. Uh, I mean, can you can you imagine this this scenario, right? Um, Mark, I've got five hundred dollars, right, and I'm going to invest this in a project. And if we do really well, I might make three hundred dollars in return. I mean, it's, it's absurd. I mean, there's just a two hundred dollar loss. Why would I ever go about doing that? I never would, right? It just makes right. no business sense. But right. that happens continually in the project world, and it's not just five or three hundred dollars that we're talking about. It's five or three hundred, in some cases, million dollars that you're talking about, where these decisions get made, and and projects uh, don't evaluate the benefits. Uh, there might have been a business case to start off with. There might have been a, a really sensible 10, 20, 50 percent return on investment. Um, but things change, scope moves in and out, risks or issues um, start to hammer the project and very quickly that, that return on investment uh, gets eroded away. Um, so for me I think a, a business case is, is another one of these kind of almost religious principles uh, that projects need to adhere to and I think quite often we, we, we fail to do that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, understanding that business case, making sure that you have a sound um, return on the investment. And in fact, one of the things that I, to add to that, you, you kind of alluded to is uh, out on Twitter, Helen says uh, scope creep could get in the way. Uh, so having good change control is, in, is important. So uh, absolutely, making sure that you're not allowing the project to get out of out of control, and to the point where you're you're losing money on the project. Uh, you, mm. you definitely need to be able to provide value. Yeah, so, definitely. And I think it's it's bizarre because um, in my experience, I've seen many projects where money is is wasted for want of a better word well, to be really frank about it, where money is simply wasted um, and we're I think people don't people who are working especially in larger organizations uh, don't always feel the pain I mean if that if the money being lost was coming money out directly out of their back pocket I think they'd feel very very differently but because it's kind of the organizations it's a bit nebulous they don't necessarily feel they have, you know, the, the money, the sums of money often are quite large, right? So they're, they're kind of hard to feel and touch in everyday context. Um, so I think for that reason, we, we don't always do as good a job as we should do of, of managing the business case. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, so we're going to move on to Roberts. But before we do, Francis, I've got to hear you. Since yours was built around um, the, the whole pulpit type of thing and the church type of thing, uh, give give me a rant from a from a point of view of. <laughs> oh, can you get get up on the pulpit and give us a, a real sermon here? Oh, of course I can. Yeah. Well, you know, towards the end of the blog, 
you know, having spoken to everybody for the, you know, the, the, the period and given all my ideas, I think it's fair to say the methodology now trusts you. You have learned to follow the processes and the principles in spite of complications. Squeeze that project manager's hand, infuse them with encouragement, with strength, and press it in. You don't know how hard their project is. You don't know what it's like to be them. Methodology, I call on you to speak to the project managers gathered here today, minister to them, embrace them, and help them become victorious in their projects. In the name of the methodology, the processes, and the principles, say project plan. Project plan. <laughs> oh, I love it. Francis, thank you so much. That was, that was a great rendition. I love it. Excellent. Wow. <laughs> hey, Mark, Robert, let's... Uh, Mark, talk about yours now. Oh, you want me to talk about mine now? I don't, okay. I don't want to follow that up. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before I get to mine, then, I, I will do mine next. Uh, before I do, is there anything you want to bring in from the PM chat? Uh, especially, I can't wait to hear the responses back from uh, Francis's rendition there. Yeah, yeah, that'll that'll take a few minutes, so so we'll, we'll come back and, and see what they thought, but... Um, you know, a lot of it, a lot of the, the talk over on PM Chat is is coming around. So I had followed up while we were talking on on question two and and uh, <clears throat> you know what gets in the way, and it went down the path quickly around people and and working with people. So kind of tying back to us getting getting people to work together, not working in a bubble sort of stuff. So that that's what they're talking about over on PM Chat. Uh, a, a fury of of info. I had some technical. Glitches there. I, I lost the, the Google Hangout for a moment, so I'm just getting caught up to speed. So that's why I, uh, one, I didn't want to follow up Francis. That was awesome. Uh, and two, I'm going to try and get caught up to speed and get the get the chat back on. So if you want to add a little bit about your post, that'll that'll help me get everything back on track. Yeah, that's great. I I saw you drop off, so I figured something had happened there. So. <laughs> well, uh, okay. So I'll I'll uh, I took uh, I didn't take the religious approach. Uh, but I, I, I wanted to share, I, as I got thinking about it, I, I always like to uh, look at things from um, experiences that I've had in my life. And uh, sometimes I, some of those, some of the experiences I've had in my life um, can be related directly to what I do in my life today. So I reflected back on an experience that I had uh, completely unrelated to project management, uh, an experience I had when I was 15 years old. Um, my father came to me with this vision uh, of going on a, a, just a glorious hike that was, uh, it turned out to be, I think it was 70 miles or something like that, up in the mountains of uh, the Cascade Mountains in Washington State. Uh, we actually hiked from, one, from Snoqualmie Pass to Stevens Pass on the Pacific Crest Trail. Um, and so he came to me one, one winter morning uh, or one winter day and, and said, hey, I got this idea. I've got this, th this idea that let's go on a hike. Uh, it's going to take a little bit of pre preparation and some work on our part, but we can put together a, a great hike. And so he painted this vision. And then my 15-year-old eyes just kind of bugged out of my head, and I said, hey, that is that because I love the outdoors and I, it, it was just a, a great thing that that uh, I can imagine. Uh, so taking that that type of uh, hike up in the beautiful mountains of of Washington State was was just a glorious thing for me. Um, so I started to spread that idea, and I actually uh, a friend of mine, my best friend, 
and um, this is what I didn't include in my my uh, my post. Uh, my cousin, who if any of you guys remember uh, old movies with Jerry Lewis in it, um, Jerry Lewis, my cousin was the just like Jerry Lewis. And here he was. He was going out in. Uh, he was going to go with me out in the in the middle of the woods and and take this hike. Uh, uh, so it was it was pretty hilarious. So just a week before uh, we did, all, we went through all of our planning, got, put our plans in place. Uh, the the hike wasn't going to be until the following August because that's when the snow is has receded uh, enough that you can take the hike. And uh, so we went through. All of our detailed plans, got our food together, our packs together, and all that type of thing. And uh, we just got ourselves pumped up about going on this hike. And at, a week before the hike, uh, we got a change request thrown in our, in our way, and I, and I got sick. Um, it was kind of one of those, those things that it was, a, it was a cold, started as a cold, and then it just kind of settled deep in my chest, and it was just an ugly thing. So just the, it was questionable whether I was going to be able to make it. And just the day or so before, I finally convinced my parents, okay, I, I can make this. I can do this. And um, so we went ahead and, and started out on the trip. We, 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 it was, everything about the trip was just wonderful, it, just as I had envisioned uh, this that my, my father had painted in my mind. And we, we got into the third day, and my cold was my, – my, I was pretty feeling pretty good, and everything had kind of subsided on my part. But that nasty cold got passed to my my dad and my friend. Um, they uh, got to the point where on Friday, I'm, I'm sorry, that that third day, my father woke up. And he says, "I can't do this. I can't go We're on the trip. We were had something like sixteen thousand um, vertical feet." up and down that we were going to be climbing. And he, he said, I just can't do this. And so he and my friend both were sick enough that they decided to hike out and they hitchhiked away to, 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 to get back to the car. And um, I convinced my dad at 15 years old that myself and my Jerry Lewis cousin uh, could, could handle the rest of the trip by ourselves. Uh, today, as a parent, I can't believe my dad is still alive because I thought my, my mother probably would have killed him. Um, <clears throat> but we decided to go ahead and finish this trip, and we did. And it was, it was just a great thing. But the, right that day that we left that trip, or, or that my father left, uh, it just started pouring on us. So all of these things were happening to us. Um, and uh, there's just a lot to that story. It was just a great experience. But we, we got to the point where we had arranged to be picked up. And when we, my Jerry Lewis cousin and I were sitting there waiting for, for my parents to come pick me up. And uh, again, 15 and 16-year-olds. And uh, they didn't show. And so we, some hikers came down the road and it told us that a... Um, that the the road or the bridge that my that they would have come in to pick me up in was washed out and I was no longer going to be able to meet them there. So we had arranged a second drop uh, pickup point. We made it because another day, uh, another ten miles down the down the trail, and we finally met up with my folks. Um, and and the reason why I tell that story is because it, to me. That is the essence of project management, not 
hiking isn't, but the fact that if you think about a project, um, when we get a project, uh, the sponsor or whoever it is that, that paints that vision, they paint that vision to us on uh, as the project manager of this is what the project's about, and it's our job as project managers to to take and understand that vision and gather a team together and and help that team gather to the point where they can understand that vision and and gr- get behind it and really deliver on um, value to the customer and to me that's what that's what project management is all about it's it's not the methodologies sorry francis um they are it's not um whether it's scrum whether it's pmi prince 2 it's not even the soft skills that we have it's um it's not about the schedule it's it's the essence of project management is about taking a vision transforming that into deliverables and value to the customer that's what everything's about all those other things are just tools that we use to get to the to the end and Francis, you kind of talked a little bit about that if you don't have value that you're delivering to the project or to the customer and that customer might be an external customer it might be internal um, business whatever that is if we're not delivering value then why do the project and so my point of view is is that's what project management's about. Um, anyway, so that's my rant. I, I'll get off my stump now. So, uh, thoughts about that? Yeah, Mark. I think um, there was an interesting point you touched on towards the end there um, about use of methodology and then bringing in the, the sort of softer skills, the kind of leadership, the selling, communicating the vision, that kind of stuff. Um, at the same time, I noticed on on the PM chat feed on Twitter. Uh, Susan Madsen was answering the third question, uh, what was wrong? Um, She she says, the PM profession relies too much on process and methodology. Uh, We need better interpersonal skills and leadership. Now, that's quite interesting because I've I've been quite, uh, I've banged the drum for methodology and I think in some instances, you know, there is a lack of methodology. So it's quite interesting she's she's got a slightly different position to me on that one. Um, I mean, the way that I would frame it would be to say that I think methodologies or having a methodology in place is a foundation on which to then build the softer skills like the vision, like the uh, communication, like the influencing, all, the, all of that kind of teamwork stuff. Um, I think fundamentally things just just sort of naturally, as a kind of broader comment for life, you know, if you're generally organized about how you go, th- go doing things, uh, if you follow processes and follow sort of steps and procedures, uh, generally the outcomes are more predictable. So for me, I think that the, 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 the methodologies I've been talking about underpin uh, or are prerequisite to successful projects. I don't think they're the complete answer, but I think they're, they're, they're the, the sort of prerequisite answer. I think you then build on top of that methodology stuff uh, with the, the softer skills. Yeah, so that's, that's my point, is I think that all of those things that we learn in project management, methodologies, the processes, our soft skills, all those kind of things are absolutely important to be able to have uh, as project managers. Uh, those are just tools, though. And so the concept um, that I, I'm trying to push is the fact that, okay, I, our job, the essence of project management is really to take that, that vision, transform that with building a team, and transforming that into value to the customer. 
Um, one of the things that one of the quotes that I use that I I love, and I, I'm going to butcher this guy's name, but he was a um, a a uh, French aviator and uh, author. Um, I think it was back in the early 1900s. His, his name was Antoine de Saint Exupéry, and he said he summed up kind of the concept of what I'm saying is by saying, if you want to build a ship, don't um, herd people together to collect wood and don't assign them tasks and work, but teach them to long for the endless immensities of the sea. To me, that helps if you if you help your team understand the vision, um, you can and will deliver great solutions. So that's that's my sermon. That's my rant. So. Well, I think part of that vision, it, it kind of comes, that vision is, is made up of two things. I think one is the, the actual end product, the value that's added to the customer. Uh, I think the second part is how do you actually get there? And I think the project manager has to address those two points. Um, and I think the, 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 the how do you get there, I think that's informed kind of by the methodology. Uh, I think the what does the end product look like? I think that's more informed about some of the softer skills, the, the visioning, the, the, the kind of um, some of the points we've just been you've just been talking about yourself. Great, Robert. Comments from uh, either yourself or PM Chat. Yeah. So I think that well, this definitely spurred on some uh, some the Q4 over in uh, PM Chat, um, which is you know what, what's the balance? Right? What's that right balance of methodology being rigid, right, versus, um, you know, being a, a, a very valuable tool uh, that we use. So I'm, I'm going to be excited to see how they're, how they're doing with that. Um, but uh, Francis and folks really cheered on. They, they were really encouraged by your, by your sermon. Uh, <laughs> that was excellent. Um, so I'm glad there's, there's been a little bit of a, of a, of a buffer, but uh, you know, you didn't you didn't let up anymore. So, um, but anyway, the the conversation's going good. It's one. This is one of these topics that uh, we're a little all over um, with with a lot of great feedback. So uh, that recap, uh, you know, done by well, a lot of you know um, Edmonton PM, right? As as hashtag, uh, he always does the recaps. This is going to be a tough one for him. Cause they're they're talking about. Uh, three P's, you know, people, project management, process. They're talking about, um, let's see, um, ba -ba -ba, agreed. There's a lot of argument about which method, right? So as you start talking about methodology, we, we as PMs start getting into the rabbit hole of, of okay, now methodology is important, but which one of the methodologies, right? So um, a lot of really good discussion going on over in the PM chat. Great. Um, okay. Uh, Robert, are you ready? Are you caught up so that you can uh, share your your? Uh, I, I got to look and see if I can cue music for yours, but because uh, <laughs> yours got me pumped up and in, in, in a different way than uh, Francis's did. But uh. yeah, so so my big thing is is that um, project managers, project management overall, as as an industry, uh, I'm very very frustrated because it's being dummied down to. Uh, to templates, checklists. Uh, I see a lot of project managers who are um, really should be project coordinators. They're, they're not project managers. They know very little bit about the business. Uh, they're not taking ownership of, of what they're doing. And it's, it's just so frustrating. And we've essentially 
uh, some folks are just glorified admins, right? They're they're setting up meetings, they're taking meeting minutes, and, and they distribute information. Um, and I, that that's not meant to be, uh, you know, I don't mean to put down admins, right? When I say that, uh, I just mean they're they're different roles, and project managers need to expect more. They need to step up and really lift. Uh, they they got to lift the level at which we are delivering. Uh, project management and the value that we're bringing to an organization or else it is simply going to be uh, a, a skill set that every single employee is going to be expected. So uh, we're either going to become dinosaurs if we hold on to methodology and, and tasks, right? If, if, that is, if that is our, you know, France is not, right, this is not what you're talking about, right? You, you're recognizing the value of a methodology as a part of um, a project manager's toolbox, but there are some folks out there that uh, they do not challenge. They get a project scope, they look at that document, and they're okay checking the box. I completed this template, and I followed the process, and we delivered what the customer asked, and they are 100% saying that that was success, that that was value, and to me, that is not, okay? That is not value. I'll be careful because there are some projects that are, are structured, that are scoped with innovation, with challenge, with all of that in place, but the majority of projects that I'm seeing are not the new iPad, right? They are not, you know, the microwave of our day, okay? The majority of us are not working on those efforts, right? We are improving enterprise process. We're implementing a CRM system, right? So. Project managers, my point being, project managers have got to grab a hold of two concepts, okay? Everything else will fall into place because as I watch PM Chat, we've been doing PM Chat for two years, and folks get it. Folks get the need for the, the technical aspects of the job. But they have to grab these two things. One, PMs have got to become, uh, have the spirit of entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit within them. Entrepreneurs know anybody that has stood up their own business, uh, helped start up, maybe helped a friend or a spouse or you know whatever the case may be. You do so much with so little time. You're doing so much with resources. You have less than a, less than half the budget you need half the time. You don't have the skills. You don't have the access to all the right people. They get creative, but they have such a passion for what they're doing because it's theirs. Right? And project managers have got to start taking that same interest. That stuff has to become theirs. Your project is your project. That's your baby. You get the benefit of all the risk being on the larger organization. So you're not like an entrepreneur. If it fails, your family's not eating. You know? You're getting paid. You have that umbrella, that safety of a larger organization. But it doesn't mean that you don't you cannot take ownership of what you're doing. And then the next thing is is leadership, right? Too many project managers again are checking the box. They're just they host their meeting, they go around a room, they ask, you know, all because we do stand-ups, right? Ooh, let's get agile, let's do stand-ups, right? And and it's not driving anything. You're just asking for status sooner. Okay? You're catching things sooner. But you're you're still many folks are still catching. I'm talking about being a leader driving the team, driving folks to, to challenge themselves on delivering more function in the same time, right? I mean, at the end of the day, they're not going to spend more. 
They're not going to take more time, right? Your clients, they want it now, they want it yesterday, and they want it for free. But you have to challenge your developers and challenge your folks to get more uh, and higher quality in less time. I mean, these are the things that you have to you have to push them. You don't want to break them, obviously. We can't we can't break teams, but we have to take a leadership position. When the business asks for for something, are you simply running it through the change request process? Have you taken the time to truly um, have you taken that time to truly push and drive? Uh, learn the business and drive, uh, you know, maybe innovative ideas, different ideas. You have got, project managers have got to start stepping up their game or else it's just going to become a, a skill set that, you know, they're already building it into MBA programs. So unless you start truly adding value, get over yourself, okay, get over the acronyms, get over the methodology, everyone knows you're really super important and smart. Start driving value into the organization. Start elevating the game and start really truly learning the business, learning the market. Take a business, uh, take a business uh, approach to what you're doing and not just a checklist approach. And, and that's, that's my thing is I know you guys can do it. Uh, it's just for so long we've been beaten down with you know the, the, the triple constraint and methodology talk that we kind of have to shake that all off and get out there and start driving business. That's it. Great. I, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I what, one of the things I think what you're really, the essence of what you're talking about is you, you got to take ownership. Um, you're right. Uh, sometimes uh, we find ourselves kind of just order takers and just getting in line and taking care of the process. You, you have, you've got to put your whole self into it and take ownership and and drive that that content um absolutely i when i read your um post robert i i especially i, I couldn't i couldn't get the music going here but uh, i loved how you stuck the music in there and and, yeah. and uh <laughs> that, that was fun to fun to listen to so you, you know i mean I'm, honestly we we are you know, one of the things that I always say about project managers, okay, we are often, at least in, in the projects that I have run, we are, one of the projects was in a hardware company. They used to, for 15, 20 years, they sold hardware. Their business model, their, their accounting, their systems, everything was set up to follow ordering parts. And we were going to go and now sell and create the first managed service, a service that did not get tied to the sale of new of a new box, right? That was a total, total mind shift, right, for, for the organization. We were tackling something that, you know, other businesses, they do it, uh, but this business after 15 years had never done something like that. Other folks, there was another space that I was, I, I, I worked at for another client. These guys, they're all over the news, open source, they're innovative, they're super smart. Everyone says, whoa, you're working over there, you must be smart, and not, I'm not, you know, I'm not smarter than the average bear, but you know they were trying to solve a problem that they had brought consultants and spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on consultants, had some of the smartest guys in the industry in their company. They couldn't solve it. That's what we're doing as PMs, and that's what we have to realize. Oftentimes, we are the Swiss knife of management. We are SEAL Team 6 who are going in and, and solving a problem that some of the brightest folks in industry, PhDs, were on this team. They couldn't figure it out, yet our team did. Right? We've been called in to do something special for the organization. 
walk tall, know that you are special, know that you are smart, and you're going to solve a problem that other folks couldn't. And you got to take that ownership, you got to take that challenge, and you got to be ready for it. Man, I don't know about you guys, but I am ready for the game. <laughs> so, hey, Francis, any comments on what Robert has to say? Yeah, I, I think it's really interesting hearing uh, Robert's sort of war stories from you know the, the, the sort of engagement he's obviously had in the past. Um, the comments about you know as a, as a project manager needing to stand tall and and uh, you know come across confident and so forth. I think one of the uh, there are two ways you can do that. You can either just genuinely do it and because you 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 just naturally have that vision, that confidence, and so forth, or you can try and fake it. Um, I think the, the answer is, is much more in the genuine camp and I think if, if people do build up a vision inside their heads of whatever the end product looks like or how to get there, being able to walk around and be confident and, and inspire followership as opposed to leadership, inspiring that followership, um, happens far more naturally. Um, and I think in, in, in the kind of scenarios Rob has just been outlining, I think that, that's kind of where he's driving towards. You know, it's interesting. I, uh, it, it, my local PMI chapter, um, this it was about two weeks ago, um, we had a, a speaker in that talked about leadership. And I think that kind of goes to what, what Robert's talking about. And he, he was describing the difference between leadership, the big L, the, the guys that have the title, right? You get you get the title from being a a leader because you have the CEO or, or that type of a title behind you, and the little L, and that is you can be a leader um, without having the title. And so I think what we're talking about here is uh, can project managers be leaders with a little L and be able to drive the kind of change we're talking about and, and really bring great value through delivery of, of, a, of a project and bring great value and benefit to the organization. And I think that is absolutely an important thing to talk about. Hey, Mark. Yeah. I, was, uh, I want to share just, just real quick. I'm, I'm reading a book or I, I'm wrapping up a book on – I forget what it's called, selling, selling to the C-level, selling to the CEO, something like that. Um, for a project manager, you'd think I'd be better with details. Um, <laughs> so, so it's, it's you know, selling to the C-level. And, and they talk about sales, and, and um, it was a partnership between uh, UNC, Keenan Flagler. They had, uh, geez, HP was part of this and, and some other consulting firm. And, and they were talking about leadership, and, and they are asking them, they said, well, What's the difference? You know, there's salespeople out there, and it talks about the sales models and marketing through through history, and the the resounding um, response from I guess it was nearly a thousand executives, CEO and uh, C level, VP and above kind of folks, was that there's a difference, right? Salespeople are salespeople, and and your clients don't care if you're a senior salesperson, whatever the case may be. You could have big L, little L. What they looked at was was the value, right? And they said that there are folks that are commodity sellers, right? They sell speeds and feeds, they sell features, and they sell product. They're walking around hawking product in their bag, right? But then they said as you move up the stack, they have these four levels of, of um, I forget what they call it, like trusted advisor. And the, the top one is to be a trusted advisor. And they said, so you go from commodity where you're just, you're just doing stuff, 
right? You're just getting stuff done. You're very operational, and there's a place for that. Then you move up, you become problem solver, and you're really getting creative, and you're helping them solve some problems. But then there's that top one where you will have an inside track and personal phone number of a CEO when you get to trusted advisor, and that is someone that's able to think strategically, right? So um, Dave uh, um, from Earth PM wrote about thinking uh, sustainability in your project. It's not just about green, but it's when you hand this thing off, what does it look like two and three years from now, right? So thinking strategically, solving problems, and forecasting the industry gets you trusted advisor and gets you... Um, Big L in quotes, right? You may not have the title, but you have a personal phone number of a, of a CEO. And, and I correlated that to project management in that you could be a commodity project manager simply by completing checklists and, and just getting projects, you know, you complete them, right? And then you have some problem solvers, and then there's a way to get to strategic advisor uh, for your organization. So when you're able now to talk about and understand your business, how this project is affecting resources, how this project is truly going to affect the business, how you envision it impact, impacting um, maybe the market, right? Too many of us leave that up to product managers, right? But if you want to get to trusted advisor and you want to one day get the big L, you're going to have to step up into that space. Great. Thanks. Um, absolutely. It's, it's the, th the things that you do on a pro project, thinking of it strategically, you're absolutely right. That that can and dr and will drive your career. Um, if if you ever want to um, take your career past project management, um, there's I've been on both sides, and uh, I actually like the project management side of things. But uh, absolutely, if you can be a strategic thinker um, as part of the project, um, I'm. That, that, that's a great benefit to you and your career and the project as well. Mark, I've got to say, that's, that's a tough ask, uh, doing your project and being a strategic thinker at the same time. Um, it, you know, either you, you've been in the industry and you've got a lot of experience behind you or you're doing a heck of a lot of homework to, uh, to get up to that speed so that, the, you know, the info you're, you're sharing is, is valuable. Um, it's, it's a tough gig, and that's why there, there's only a handful of people doing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Without, without a doubt, it is. Um, but if, if, if you think about it, right, the, uh, think about the Gordon Gecko, right, if you guys have seen Wall Street, right, um, great movie. And, but, you know, a lot of these guys, um, those who get the big L are the ones who are up at 5 o'clock in the morning reading the newspapers, you know, um, you know and do, doing that. And, and there's nothing wrong. I mean, I don't, I'm, you know, I know some guys, my first job ever was on the help desk, you know, doing tech support. And I worked with a guy who did it for, you know, 10, 15 years. And I always asked him, I'm like, you know, they've asked you to take promotions. And he, he was totally happy where he's at, you know. And there are folks that take on really cool projects, and that's their passion. So, but like Mark said, if, if, if in your roadmap you want, you know, that some senior titles and such, um, good old hard work and, and, you know, up early, reading after, you know, afterwards, you know, your day job is to complete the project. Um, and, and everything else outside of that gets you into the corner office. Well, uh, Robert, I know that you've been talking a lot in a little bit. Um, is there anything you think we should bring in from the PM chat uh, that you see lately? Um, yeah, so I asked them a question, right? So, so um, Naomi, uh, a lot of folks know her as uh, Q 
Caliph Girl 232 on uh, Twitter. Uh, she had talked a little bit about uh, organizational change, and so I just said, you know, what do you do from a PM standpoint, right? As much as you know, many of us want to have that grand influence. Sometimes projects, even if they are big, uh, important projects, they're buried a few levels. You know, so how does a project manager really affect organizational change? So the the, the PM chat crew is is talking about that. Um, Abby MC said that uh, you know you got to be the change that, that you want to see around you, right? Uh, so it started taking you, you know personally. You know, no, you're not gonna. The CEO is not gonna call you in the office and say, talk to me about what you're doing over there. But you have an effect. You have influence on your team, uh, and that's what you can control. Is is essentially what all the all the tweets are, are coming out about is uh, is really driving it through through personal action. Great. Uh, this has been a great discussion. I appreciate both you, both of you being on. I, Robert, I know it's a challenge being able to. I've I've, I've done it before. It, <laughs> it is a big challenge to be talking and interacting with the PM chat. So thank you very much. That's, that's sure. Thank much. thank you. It's always good to be here. And uh, if I'm looking away and stuff, I apologize. I'm not being rude. Uh, but this was great. And Francis, great meeting you. You too, Robert. Yeah, thank you, Francis. And I and I absolutely loved how you ended up your little rant there. That was that was that was wonderful. <laughs> I might have to record the whole thing, perhaps as a, a kind of a proper, you know, twenty-minute YouTube rant. <laughs> that would. That Let's would see if we can get it to go viral. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, you can you can at least take part of this because this is being recorded and it's saved. I will post this uh, so everybody can see it. You can at least clip out this part, that part of the uh, the thing, and 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 you can take that part of it at least. Uh, okay, so I wanted to. We are kind of running down out of time. I do want to end this with uh, not only the thank yous for both of you, but uh, again, those of you that are on the PM chat. Robert, let them know that they'll be able to, to as usual, find um, find this hangout that they can review as well as uh, Edmonton P, uh, PM, is that right, uh, who will be doing the summary later on on Storify. Okay. Um, the other thing is I just want to remind everybody, uh, initiative we talked about last week as uh, it's coming up in the end of October, uh, October 26th through the 29th, is uh, – PM uh, Project Manager Networking Days. So that's an initi initiative I'm, I'm kicking off. I, I love the idea that that we do here in the Hangout be able to uh, get to know each other. Uh, you know, what two months ago I didn't know Robert, and we've already had several uh, several discussions. Francis, we met today. That is wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, this kind of networking um, can be done all over the world, uh, whether it be the, the Hangout type of a situation or PM Chat in person, I'm just going to encourage everybody to go out, set up your own personal um, networking uh, event. And I say it's an event, but it, doesn't, it can be as simple as just grabbing a buddy of your project manager of yours and, and going to the coffee shop. Uh, but do that uh, on the 26th, between the, October 26th and the 29th. That corresponds with the PMI Global Congress. And I'm um, just calling that Project Manager Days. Go to projectmanagernetworking.com and list your event there. And if you do that, we can see all the things that are happening, uh, all the different events. Robert, you're raising your hand. Quick question. You know, uh, seeing we're all 
social and, and all that good stuff, um, you could probably put in, uh, set it up through Meetup and then share links there. So then you could promote it out and people that are local who are in the community may be looking for, um, you know, PM type meetups and, and such. So Meetup is a cool application, social, and you'll be able to link it over on your, your site. Great, great idea. Now, the other, the other thing I want to make sure it's clear is I don't, I'm not the one that's driving this other than the concept of networking. So yeah. I, I would encourage everybody so that I've not used, I've heard of Meetup, meet I've not used it before. Um, I've heard that it is great. And so absolutely, go out there and set up your own Meetup. Set up whatever it is, the, the method in which you do that. List it on uh, projectmanagernetworking.com and everybody will see them and, and, and people can invite. So, All right, well, hey, we're out of time. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Francis. Thank you, Robert. Thanks, everybody, on PM Chat. It's been a great discussion. And until next week, have a great day. Take care. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation uh, with Francis Hook, Robert Kelly, and myself, Mark Philippi, and the Sensible Project Manager Hangout number 14. Uh, again, if you want to participate, I'd love to have you join me in uh, further hangouts. We just get together every week in the community and we've teamed up with PM Chat to just get together and talk about project management. Anybody can hop on these uh, these hangouts. So uh, if, you want, if you have some thoughts uh, about project management or just want to learn a little bit about certain topics we come up with a different topic each week love to have you join so please join me uh, you can go join the community by going to google plus and search in the communities for sensible project manager hangout you'll find us there i'm pretty excited about what's happening in that there's lots of discussion a lot of great discussions come join me there as well as come and join on a hangout love to be able to talk to you face to face one other plug i wanted to give um, as we wind up this podcast, is I want to talk a little bit more about the Project Manager Hangout days. Um, I've actually will probably have a separate uh, podcast specifically about this, but the concept is about um, about sharing, just getting together and networking with other project managers. So if you would go to um, on October 26th through the October 29th of uh, 2013 if you're listening to this in the future uh, you will have missed this but I look for this to be a semi-annual thing but October 26th through the 29th we will have project manager networking days and the concept is you just get together with other project managers you know and don't know and just get together and network together and all I ask is that you share that networking event at projectmanagernetworking.com. I've started a, a website so we can keep track of different events, and the hope is that we will see all kinds of events pop up and we can get just kind of a vision of, of how many people are networking out there. I imagine, I'm hoping that everybody goes and, and sets up events. So if you do that, I would appreciate it. Uh, another thing I'd like to ask is if you would just, if you enjoy these podcasts, leave me a review. I would love to be able to hear comments about how I can improve this. You can go to sensiblepm.com and leave a voicemail if you want. Uh, tell me what kinds of topics you would like to hear in the future. Any comments on how I can improve this? If you have a question, 
You can leave a voicemail at the uh, website there, a little tab on the right, and ask a question. I'd love to address those. And if I don't know that, maybe I'll assemble a team where in which we can address the question that you, you might leave. You can contact me at podcast at sensiblepm.com and uh, drop me an email there. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter. I am at sensiblepm. Uh, you can join me in the, the great Google Hangout, the Sensible Project Manager Hangout community. Uh, come talk to us there. And there's just all, all kinds of ways we can get together and discuss. And so I'm looking forward to further conversations, both on this podcast and in the Sensible PM Hangout and in future other networking activities. And remember, the Sensible Project Manager is always looking for a practical way of leading a project to success. You've been listening to the Sensible Project Manager, Mark Phillippe, on the Sensible Project Manager podcast. To learn more about practical project management, visit us at sensiblepm.com.